On today's show, the Pelicans have interest in Jared Allen. Would a trade make sense there? We'll dive into that on a new Locked On Cavs. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. I'm Chris Manning. I cover the Cavs and the NBA for places like Diamond Upper XSB Nation and the Just Basketball Show. That and over there is Evan Damerel, the proprietor of the head honcho, the, the, all kinds of things at, at Right Down Euclid. Today's show, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about Jared Allen. We're going to talk about Miles Bridges, and we're going to be pretty uh, skeptical of that. And segment three, we're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma. Free agency is coming. Uh, Lockdown's going to have a live show Friday, so check that out as well. And tomorrow, we're going to dive into more free agency targets. That includes Dante DiVincenzo, uh, a player that I'm going to label budget Nas Reed, considering the Cavs' interest in Nas Reed. And we'll get into a bunch more free agency topics. It's that time of year. A lot of good options, a lot of stuff to happen in the NBA starting Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, this episode, as always, is produced by the one and only Jake Stevens. I do have some quick housekeeping notes. Uh, Since we last spoke, um, Cleveland native and Furman uh, player Mike Bothwell assigned with the Cavs for Summer League. Uh, We didn't note this, but this was soon after the draft concluded. Auburn's Wendell Green, who I believe is a point guard uh, from Auburn, signed with the Cavs for Summer League. And then, according to the NBL, Luke Travers is playing for the Cavs in Vegas this year, so... Just a quick housekeeping note on that. uh, We're getting a little bit of some clarity on their Summer League roster. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the Summer League roster uh, ultimately looks like. Some interesting... the Traver- I, Travers plus Bates plus Isaiah Mobley would kind of be my interest level. That's uh, what my interest would extend to. And Craig Porter Jr. Craig, well. Yeah, say Craig Porter Jr. as well. Like, I'm interested in him. If Khalifa uh, Giop just won the 2023 Euro Cup, um, he's rumored to be signing with another Spanish club currently, so... We'll see if that figures itself out before between now and uh, summer league practice for the Cavs starts on July 1st, so it's pretty quick from now. So we'll see. Maybe Giop comes over as well, and then it's just you know like a, a an amalgamation of second rounders for the Cavs and some UDFAs. So to, to big first big topic of today is Jake Fisher of Yahoo has reported that the New Orleans Pelicans called the Cavs to they called the Cavs once it seems like about Jared Allen. They are looking for um, an improvement over Jonas Valanciunas. They want a mobile rim-protecting big man, according to Fisher. Um, and Valanciunas available. They called about obtaining Jared Allen. I think the crux of that trade would probably be Valanciunas and some matching salary for Allen. Mm-hmm. Evan, this is not the way I would cash in on Jared Allen. No, it isn't either um, for me. Um and a trade that was floated to me, which, sure, if Jared Allen's value is that low, it's like Jared Allen and you use, I, I included Sam Merrill in this to make the salary work to get Jonas Valanciunas and Larry Nance Jr., but uh, I, I paid for a cleaning the glass subscription to double check these numbers because I couldn't believe it when I read it myself, but Jonas Valanciunas is not good defensively, and I think that would be a pretty sizable drop-off going from Allen to Valanciunas alone, 
And yeah, you're sacrificing the defensive upside, maybe with the spacing impact that Alan Tunis, at least on paper, has, but you're asking a lot of him mobily then at the end of the day. Yeah, mo- like Valanciunas does shoot threes, but he's like, I was under 35% last year. Yeah, he's so not as... like less than two a game. Yeah, it's... So what's it going to do? The volume thing is not... It's like he's like a stretch five. Like he, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a bruiser. He rebounds. There's, there's things about his game I like, but he's a very specific guy and he's 31. So like, where is he going to age? It's a 2011 draft guy. It's been like a decade plus in the league at this point. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're old. Um, th- he is a certain kind of player, and I, I, there is some appeal to him to me, but it is not in this context. Like, if you had hit like a cheaper version of him as your backup center, would not hate that, right? But oh, that, no. it's not what you're you'd be trading him to start if you're trading Allen with him. And look, the 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 kinds of if you could tell me you could get Trey Murphy out of this deal, or even like a Herb Jones who has a who had kind of a disappointing second year, the. Uh, the solo, the the defensive stuff, obviously, a much he's further ahead on defense than he has an offense. You could tell me that one of those guys is like an appropriate sweetener and some kind of deal here to bring it down. But you're like, you're not going to get Brandon Ingram, and you're they're not going to give up Trey Murphy in a, in a trade like this. So like, I, there's there's not to me like common ground to be found. Even if I even if like I understand like why they would pitch this to Cleveland, I I don't really see where Cleveland gets something out of it to make this being worth it, where you would, would cash Allen in. Well, you already mentioned Brandon Ingram. Um, it just, you're not again, get, you're not getting, you're not, you're getting, not getting him. You're not, you're not getting, him. getting um, Trey Murphy, as you had mentioned. Um, you're not getting Dyson Daniels, which is like another guy like, eh, that, that's kind of intriguing. Like he's a bigger point guard. Like if he's comfortable backing up Darius Garland for the better part of his young career on the remainder of his rookie scale contract, sure, but like that that's like an upgrade behind Garland, but you have more pressing need on the wing. Um and then like you look at the rest of their uh their like payroll, their depth chart, like you have Kira Lewis Jr., eh. Not not nope. doing much for me. Garrett Temple, eh. Josh that's, Richardson that's is, he, a is he is he UFA, so it doesn't matter. Uh, CJ McCollum's contract it just dwarfs uh Jared Allen, so like you'd have to move a lot of money to make that trade happen. Um, after that, it's just like Jose Alvarado. No, Najee Marshall. No, Herb Jones. Like you said, like maybe, but you need a little bit more grease in that trade to actually make me like consider it if I'm the Cavs. And then there's like Willie Hernan Gomez, which who has who's 29 and has a non guaranteed deal. Like, and, and then the also the elephant in the room is and also another mammothly paid guy, Zion Williamson, as well. Like the the, the Pelicans aren't going to trade Zion for Jared Allen either. Um, because as Fisher noted, like they want to get a more mobile, springy defensive big man next to Williamson just to kind of maybe compensate for the uh, defensive issues that um, Jonas Valanciunas provides at this juncture. So I, I, I think, again, I, I do wonder, especially with that Brian Windhorse clip that has been circulating in mass online right now, I, I wonder if we see Jared Allen's name popping up with more teams reaching out to Cleveland. And I'm curious to see how far the Cavs are willing to take this until maybe they do get an offer that they're willing at least to consider for Jared Allen. Because again, Kobe Altman said no wholesale changes are coming to this team this offseason. I also like, look, if the Pelicans came with a bunch of picks, I think that would be interesting, but I don't think the Cavs are in take a step back to maybe take a step forward in six months kind of position. So I, this all gets, I think, very kind of boring very quickly. It's newsworthy. It's worth talking about. But mm-hmm. I don't see it unless they're like putting Trey Murphy on the table. 
I especially because like Alan Schutz last year was deal, so you're either just like letting him walk or you're resigning him, and I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. pay him at, from like age 32 to 35 or something. Like I, it, you'd have to really like sweeten the pot. I, Allen would be the best asset. Like if New Orleans really covets him, you need to give up some real stuff, and I don't think that's there. All right, after the after this. We're going to switch tenor a little bit. We're going to talk about Miles Bridges. There's a lot to unpack with that. So we're going to be very adult. Bear, bear with very, us. Just bear with us as we kind of navigate some of this and be, I think, pretty balanced and serious about a, a, a player that I think will draw reactions one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just head your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. All right, back here. Locked on Cast podcast. Chris Manning and Evan Darmel here with you. As always, your team every day. All right, so let's set the the table here on Miles Bridges. I'm going to do this as succinctly as I possibly can. Bridges, uh, the Charlotte Hornets forward. Was ex- was a restricted free agent last year when he was charged um, with some, some felony with felony domestic violence charges in Los Angeles. Ultimately, he pleaded no contest to a felony domestic violence charge in Los Angeles uh, Superior Court and was sentenced to three years probation, no jail time, as part of a deals with the prosecutors. Uh, the no contest plea. This is from directly quoting an ESPN article by Baxter Holmes that you can easily find if you search it. The no contest plea means Bridge, who was present in court, is accepting the punishment and the conviction without formally admitting guilt in the case. Bridges was accused of assaulting his then-girlfriend in front of their two children in May. In July, Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gaskin's office filed three felony charges against Bridges, who initially pleaded not guilty to all three. Um, you can find the photos that Bridges' partner or then-partner posted um, of what she said Bridges did to her. It is very easy to find. Bridges did not play off last year. Again, he was restricted free agent at the time this happened. He I believe, is now going to be 2BA UFA. Um, and he was suspended by the league. It basically just computed to time served. And uh, it's ultimately going to be... A, he's, he missed a year of his career and all that stuff. Here, here's what I would say, Evan. People have, Cavs people have been, spec, Cavs t- Twitter and Reddit and things have speculated about Bridges because he was with Darius Garland at the Drew League. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were photographed together. He's a name player who had this not, had he not been accused of these things, done these things, he would have signed a large contract with the Hornets last year. That's just like a fact. He's a, in a purely basketball sense, he's a good basketball player. The things he was accused of make me very uncomfortable. And I think if I was a professional basketball team, I would be entirely 
entirely uncomfortable getting into business with Miles Bridges. I'm not saying that redemption is not possible. I don't know if I want to be the team that pays him lots of money considering this. So, first off, people who are re- maybe reading a little bit too much into a photo of Darius Garland and Miles Bridges sitting together, um, they do have the same agency at Clutch Sports. Um, stuff like this happens. Clutch could have arranged the photos well, or they just had them sit next to each other because they're clientele under the Clutch brand. Um, the same thing happened when Garland and Sexton went to Turks and Caicos last year, um, even though Sexton was the RFA at the time. Um, people like, oh, he's coming back to Cleveland. No, it was a clutch arranged trip. And that, that's obviously completely different from the severity of what Bridges was involved with and everything just wrapped up in that. But I agree with you. I believe people deserve second chances. I, I have seen the pictures. I'm sure you have as well. I'm sure others who are listening may have. I'm sure there's people that have dealt with domestic violence uh, personally that may be listening and it's hard. Um, it's really hard to have this conversation because it intersects with the lane of professional sports, which we cover a basketball team that is at the professional level and has a pretty clear need um, at the small forward spot, especially like a guy who's a 3-4, similar to Miles Bridges. And like you said, he's a very good basketball player. And if you look through the lens of basketball, Miles Bridges makes a lot of sense for Cleveland. Um and it's not even the money for me. Like you, you just this is monopoly money we're talking about right now. But from an optic standpoint, and from more so an ethical standpoint, if I'm running the Cavs, um, I couldn't, in good faith, seriously negotiate with Miles Bridges. Nor would I rather. Nor would I want to be the team that tries to talk shop with Miles Bridges. Um, I, I know, like you said, the Hornets were linked to him. I believe I had read that the Lakers were interested as well, like maybe in the ether. This was a while back when I read that, though. Like, the, the, based on the report, I read it today, but it was like an older report. And I... It's, it's really worrisome just how this could go. And again, people deserve second chances, as you said, and I agree. But... I'm of the mentality that I personally think what he did was unforgivable, um, but I would rather not have to cover it as somebody who covers his team both professionally uh, and multiple, it just professionally in multiple mediums, um, and I don't want to say headache, but or problem because like you shouldn't just downplay what happened, but it just like it should be handled by a different team i think is what i'm trying to say well look some team is going to do this uh, michael's go to of hoopsype has reported that the charlotte will prioritize bringing back miles bridges pj washington and dennis smith jr so that there's that it is possible that he just goes back to charlotte mm-hmm. i i would if i some team is going to do it some team the Cleveland Browns paid Deshaun Watson a ton of money. A quarter like of a teams, billion. Te- teams do this. Teams will do this and justify it, and some of them just might not care if you want to be cynical about it. This is, this is yeah. just for me. Yeah. Like, like, independent of, like, how I cover it. Like, that, our job, I think, is to cover it and grapple with it and talk about it and, and ask questions of Kobe Altman. If they did this, the, the, 
Kobe Allman, JB Bickerstaff, every single player, ownership should all be asked questions about, okay, what, what made you comfortable with this? That is, and you might not get satisfactory answers. A lot of times when teams are no. asked these questions, they don't give satisfactory answers. They just say, like, you, you have to trust you, us you, without showing you the work. That's, you just uh, mentioned it. Like, the, the Browns, when they signed Deshaun Watson and people were asking the Browns regime or coaching staff, like, what were the conversations like with your wives or daughters based on what Deshaun Watson was accused of? And like, oh, we had those conversations. Like, you're going to get those very blanket non or inoffensive PR answers or because it's hard you have to sell the media and the fandom on the idea of signing a controversial player uh, in the Browns case it's a quarter of a billion dollars for Deshaun Watson but th- that's a it's an interesting comparison when you look at it that way it's not apples to apples clearly um but yeah like obviously like if this were to happen the questions would have to come up I I would assume the Cavs just try to toe the line and just not ignore what happened, acknowledge it, but um, also not like condemn Miles Bridges clearly because they just signed him to a contract. If this is again hypothetical, but it's I don't know. It's a it's just it's a hard conversation to have, especially just in like a, a sm- small vignette of a podcast too, because there's a lot to unpack here. Because again, basketball wise, it makes sense, but optics wise and everything else around it, it's it's a no for me. Yeah, look, Pete, she his partner then partner shared images and said she had a fractured nose, a wrist, a torn eardrum. Torn muscles in her neck from being choked until she went to sleep with a severe concussion. You are, if you go into business with this person, whether you are the Cleveland Cavaliers, whether you are the Charlotte Hornets, whether you are any other NBA team, you are sending a very specific message. Mm-hmm. That's to me that that is not something that I would want to do. And I think if you're a fan excited about this, I get being excited about new players. But I think this, if you're a fan who's like, just like, man, I, I would love to watch Darius Garland throw a lobs to Miles Bridges, or I think he would fit great. Some, I, I, I would question, I think you have to, this is one of those times where like sports and real life mix. And I think you have to, like, I, I personally have a hard time compartmentalizing these things. I just do, I, I cannot separate these things. I cannot like go, yay cool for even if it was like a team i openly root for or like i'm not going to get excited about this i'm not going to feel good about this like i'm not and i'm not i'm not laughing at chris's um this is a serious topic but chris saying if it's a team i rooted for it's just him again saying that he is yeah covers his team not a fan <laughs> yeah like if i was if i was yeah if i was if this was like tottenham like look, tottenham's a good example of this last year okay. they had a manager search they had a whole thing where, like, the, 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 they didn't hire a manager because this manager said a ton of offensive things that the large part of the fan base, women, LGBTQ people, like, people that weren't cis white men didn't agree with and, like, felt uncomfortable with. And the, they went a different direction. I, I think if, I think, honestly, this is one of those moments where, like, I, I think the fans that feel uncomfortable with this, like, it's not wrong to just like tweet a bunch about it or send emails to ticket reps or do something to be like, look, don't like you have power in this. If you, if you want to wield it. Um, I think bottom line, Evan is I like, I, he maybe goes back to Charlotte. Maybe he goes somewhere else, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think the the suspension ultimately was, was kind of a farce. 
he's going to miss 10 games for the regular season. It's not like he got 20 games for, for time served. I, I probably should have just spent a much more. He's going to be a good player probably when he comes back, whatever. I would not want to be the team that decides to to be in business with him and pay and give someone likely like a, a good amount of money, not just like a minimum deal or a G league opportunity. This is going to be just like back. Like nothing happened. I would not want to be the team that does that with miles bridges. Well, I'll put it this way and I'm just going to put a pin in it here. I agree. He's not going to get like a vet man. He's not, he's not eligible for a two way deal or anything like that. Um, no matter how much money an organization signs Miles Bridges to, at least in my eyes, as a fan of basketball and somebody who lives, breathes, eats, and does other things with basketball too, um, the price tag you signed him to is just to me an indicator of how low you're willing to go just to win and how morally bankrupt again sports across the border are morally bankrupt commodity um but it does crystallize it in situations like this especially when like a team we cover and we talk about five days a week uh at least was thrown up in the conversation briefly we're going to talk next about kyle kuzma All right, so Kyle Kuzma, um, a player, I think, Evan, in a open market where you could pay anyone you wanted, when, like there's no salary cap, I think would be a name the Cavs would probably throw a lot of money at. I agree. I, I, think, I just think the market is going to mean he's worth more than the, mid, the mid-level, and uh, yeah. People called you a madman, Chris Manning, but you are clearly a basketball visionary because you had Kyle Kuzma circled before two, this time like, last year in terms I think, of I think, the Cavs. I, I think like two years ago, if I'm being honest. I think I started thinking about I, this like two I, years ago. I remember the seed, I think, being really planted in my head when I watched Evan Mobley and Jared Allen together. And maybe it was after Kyle Kuzma had that game where he talked trash about Cleveland after the fact, too. And I'm like, okay, this dude's just a... He's good. Like, he's good. I know people like to, like to dog on him in his time at the Lakers. Um and he's an eccentric dude just because of the, the, the clothes he wears and just like he's unapologetically himself. And I appreciate that because as somebody who tries to be unapologetically themselves, it's nice to see people with major platforms do that. But um, like you said, if money wasn't an option and I had mentioned this the other day and it kind of took off surprisingly, I was surprised. Like hey, if money wasn't an option, I, I didn't mention Kyle Kuzma. I think I said Chris Middleton and Jeremy Grant. Like Kyle Kuzma's in that slot too because I said that before I had realized Sacramento carved out a ton of cap space and that's where I'm like okay the Cavs signing Kyle Kuzma to their non-taxpayer mid-level exception uh just went up in a puff of smoke like if he doesn't go to Washington or restay with Washington because they have his bird rights and can sign him for more I would not be surprised if he ends up with the Kings I wouldn't be surprised either um what I if, uh, to play devil's advocate to ourselves and our positivity about what Kuzma could be, I do think he is a different player. He's been a different player since leaving LA. And by that, I mean like he has tilted more in the offensive direction. The version of Kuz that won a title with the Lakers was a really engaged defender in addition to being a capable shooter and it was like a little more rugged. That Not that he can't be that again, but he's just been a little bit different in DC. You would, I think, need to get him back to a place where he's kind of fitting in some of the ruggedness and rebounding and, and not just focused on shot attempts and, and scoring. Like he can do some of that stuff. That is really good value for you. 
but you need some of the other stuff that I think would make him because he's not going to be your number two option or number three option. Like even in Sacramento, it's he's like number three at best behind Fox and behind mm-hmm. Sabonis. Like he's not going to be your lead lead guy there. Um, so he's tilted in the certain direction, and I think there are other forwards that I think in a vacuum. I, I like I think I would in a vacuum probably prefer Grant Williams to Kyle Kuzma. I would um your price not considered. I also again I really just think this is a call. I bet you they maybe like. We know they talked to agents before free agency opens. We know that tampering's real. It Whatever. happens all the time. I would be... He's been reported as looking for like $30 million. Uh, I would not want to be the team paying Kyle Kuzma $30 million, if I'm being honest. But even if it was like 20 which I think is a more reasonable number, the Cavs just... They can't get there. They Like, could you sign and trade? Sure. I, I don't know if you're going to hard cap yourself. I also... Like, that would mean you have to get Kuzma to agree to go here. I kind of suspect he either wants to be in California or, or just a, a big market in general. That feels like where this could be edited. So Kyle Kuzma would be like, great. They're going to get priced out day one of free agency. So to your point, um, I, I was told by one agent and a few ex- executives that like Kyle Kuzma is just an interesting player because he has a ring. He's young. Um, and he has a prime opportunity to enter a free agency market that doesn't have a lot of good agents where he can prioritize getting that bag which you and i are both advocates for or he could you know focus on waiting and say like oh yeah maybe i'll sign with cleveland for 12 point something million dollars a year uh for four years at most and uh, again like you said um it, 20 million could be probably the lowest he could go for i know it was reported like 30 to 35 million is what he's looking not, for should should not get that i don't think a team has that the only team with that much caps projected cap space evan is houston is is the Houston Rockets? Uh, mm-hmm. The Spurs have thirty seven million. The the Pacers have thirty two. The Pistons have twenty seven. Let's say the Kings have like thirty million, I believe, after some of the moves they made to like yeah. getting sending Rashawn Holmes to Dallas. And you had mentioned like playing in California, and I had mentioned playing a winning situation and maybe getting the money you want. Like it makes a lot of sense for kyle kuzma to uh join the sacramento kings again if he wants to get like the absolute maximum back then maybe like kick the can down the line and end up somewhere else via trade he could resign with washington if he wants to as well um and we could put a pin in this for um thursday show as well or uh maybe part two of this show too depending on when jake puts these up but um if the kings like give it hard to kyle kuzma and like it becomes pretty clear that they're going to sign with another one another there could be a chance that the Cavs could scoop up Harrison Barnes in free agency instead for that MLE. Yeah, I well, we're going to get into Harrison Barnes. It's a name absolutely worth talking about. But he, like, look, here's just an example for, for Kuzma. So let's just say day one of free agency, the, the, the Pistons offer Cam Johnson a contract on a, on a, as an RFA. $100 million a year. $100 million in total, excuse me, $25 million a year. And that's match it. They've floated that they want to. The Pistons then go, okay, we have all this cap space. We have 27 million cap space. We want to improve. We want to good players. What's to stop them from like offering Kuz, like just saying like, hey, you want 25 million a year, Kuz? Like what? Like the, what's to stop the Jazz? Maybe not at this point, but like the pace, like any of these teams can just do that. And even if it's not a good of a situation winning wise, it's double the money that what, what the Cavs could offer him. It's maybe just yeah. that simple. 
yeah and that's that that uh, that is the issue in of itself um just the Cavs made their move last offseason very late in the last offseason acquiring Donovan Mitchell and we had talked about it in the first segment. Maybe there is something in the ether of the works. And like I said, like maybe the Cavs just can't say no to a Jared Allen trade offer and they shake their foundation that way. And basketball is fluid. Everything changes every day. Like something Kobe Elton said, I know I keep repeating, but something he said in May shouldn't be something like he's 100% held accountable for uh, if there, a trade or something does arise. Um, but like also, it's just like a baseline to say, like, okay, they didn't do much. That they, they kind of told us that back in may but either way um just financially they just don't have the wiggle room to go get a kuzma now i still don't think they would even if they had larry marketing and like colin sexton and ochai abaji on the roster unless like it's a weird sign and trade scenario or something like that but even then um donovan mitchell i understand gutting your roster for but like gutting as in trading three players in multiple picks. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is not a guy I would trade three players in multiple picks for if I were the Cavs versus Donovan Mitchell, which I absolutely would. Let's end there. I'm Chris Manning. That's Evan Jeremel. Thanks again to Jake Stevens for producing back at you tomorrow. Every day with more lockdown Cavs. We're going to dive into Max Struess, Harrison Barnes, Dante DiVincenzo, Bruce Brown, a whole bunch of Cavs for agent targets.